Well, good morning and welcome to Epic. My name is Tim Jones, and we are so glad that you are here today. You know, as I read those words off the screen, I thought to myself, those are some pretty powerful words used to describe God, words such as mercy and love and faithfulness and sacrifice and just what he gives to us. And I don't know of anyone uh, who could have all of those words used to describe themselves like all the time. And uh, when you think about it, it astonishes me that for thousands and thousands of years that there have been millions and millions of people who have used those same exact words to describe God and their relationship with him. And then it amazes me today that there are many of us in this room who could use those same exact words and do use those same exact words to describe God and our relationship with him as well. And I don't know if you've thought about this, but when I think about how great God is and how awesome he is, it kind of intimidates me a bit. Um, and at times I've thought of this question, uh, I've thought about if God is so big and he's so powerful and he's so awesome, then what could I offer to him? Is there really anything that I could offer to God? Is there really anything that I could give to God? Now, I don't know if you've ever asked that question or if you're like me and you've asked that question, it's a great question to ask. It's a question that needs an answer. It's a question that when we find the answer, it tells us exactly what God desires from us. Now, I think it's kind of funny how we go about uh, finding out that answer, especially if we base that uh, question or that answer off of some of our past church experiences. Um, If you've been around church experiences long enough, you know that you can kind of poke fun at some of the church things that we do, and especially in our church services. And if you're new to this whole God thing or this whole church thing, uh, then just sit on back and laugh at the things that we're about to express, because some of the things that we do in our church services are kind of funny. So for many of us, we grew up going to a traditional church where you were supposed to like wear your Sunday best, you know? When it was Sunday, it was time to wear your Sunday best. You know, they had like a whole corner marked off at Kmart or something of like, wear your Sunday best over here, okay? Pick from this area. And so we would show up on Sunday wearing our Sunday best, and then they would ask us to sing some of these songs. And for some reason, they would ask us to grab the hymnal, which I don't know why it was called a hymnal, but grab this hymnal, and every song had like four verses or four stanzas, and they told us to sing the first and the third stanza, like, never, never could we sing the second and fourth for some reason. I still don't know why we cannot sing or we could not sing the second and fourth uh, stanza. And what that communicated us uh, from us or potentially to us is that God wants us to look good, you know, use some mouthwash, come to church in your Sunday best, and then also, you know, do not sing the second and fourth stanza. Don't know why, Okay. And then for some of us, we went to this like gigantic church, okay? And we walked in and we felt really, really tiny, you know? And as we walked in, you know, there was proper procedures and protocols and stuff like that. When they asked us to stand, we would stand. And when they asked us to kneel or we didn't know that you were supposed to kneel, you would kneel after everybody else kneels, you know? And then we would be like supposed to say something and most of us didn't know what to say. So we just kind of mumbled it and we just kind of snickered at each other and stuff like that. And we went there expecting that God wanted from us to show show up and then do these things to be good enough on his terms and all of those things. So that's what we kind of took away from those experiences. And then if you attend a church like ours, okay, 
we come and we sing these songs that you think that we've just got to be like a rock star to sing, right? You know, and for some of us, we just kind of stand there because we don't know what to do or, you know, there's no way we can sing songs like that because we're not a rock star. And then there's some of us though, who start to send out these worship signals. And you've seen some of these worship singles, signals, right? You've seen some people who start to do this, okay? And that worship signal is carry the TV, okay? And they're just sitting there and they're getting into it and they're singing to God. And then if you start to feel it a little bit more, you bring your hands up to here and this is hold my baby, all right? Hold my baby. And then if you get a little bit wild, a little bit crazy, you actually start to go above the shoulders to touchdown baby right here, you know? All right, touchdown. And then if you really get like in the moment or in the music and stuff, you go to this one, the Rocky, you know, you're just right there, dun, 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 you know. Um, but seriously, you know, we can get so many mixed signals. We can get so confused what God wants because often we turn to our church experiences rather than turning to what God has said for what he desires from us. And here's what he desires from us. He desires our worship. And let me put up on the screen a definition of, our, of worship. Worship is giving God our attention and our affection. Would you say that with me? Worship is giving God our attention and affection. All right, one more time. Giving, worship is giving God our attention and affection. Awesome. When we give God our attention and affection, we are worshiping him. When we give God our attention, we are giving him our mind because we know a little bit about who he is and how great he is when we look to his word and find out who he is. And when we give him our attention, then it affects our affection for him. And we start to give him our affection by giving him our heart. And when we give God our attention and our affection, we are worshiping him and we are touching the very heart of God. Did you know that you can touch the very heart of God? And that's what we're going to be looking at today. We are going to see how exactly we can touch the very heart of God when we give him our attention, when we give him our affection through worship. So if you would, would you turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13? If you don't have a Bible, you can always grab one in the back so you can get up there and uh, go run down and get a Bible. That's totally good. If you would, turn with me to um, Hebrews 13, verse 15, on page 928 in those Bibles. Now today, we're going to look at two very important pieces of Scripture that will tell us exactly how we are to worship God, okay? Now before we begin, let me kind of set the scene in which these two uh, passages or these two verses were written. Uh, just prior to AD 70, the letter of Hebrews was written, and this letter was written to Christ followers who, in Rome, who were in Rome, and they were facing persecution and opposition for following Jesus. And many of these Christ followers um, were formerly Jewish, and many of them were facing opposition from their friends and from their families for following Christ. And many of these Christ followers ended up losing their jobs and losing uh, their relationships with their friends and their relationships with their family and their social associations in Rome because that Jewish community was about 60,000 people within Rome and they were very tight. And so when they chose to follow God, 
People were like, what are you doing? You're following Jesus. Who's this Jesus? And so many of these Christ followers were getting discouraged, okay? They were starting to wonder if they should abandon the church. Some of them were even turning to Judaism and going back to it. And the writer of Hebrews uh, writes this letter to encourage them to not turn back, to not give up. And so he reminds them, he takes almost 13 chapters to tell them about who Jesus is and to focus on Jesus and what they should do in the midst of this opposition. Now, if you were with us during this last message series called In Between, and you are in that uh, just place where you're not exactly sure where you're not where you want to be, and you're just in that kind of place where it's a season that you just don't see God, then today's passage will be very powerful for you because it's a passage that will help you to see God in the midst of that season. So let's begin starting in verse 15 of Hebrews chapter 13. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God. Now let's pause there. Those are some pretty powerful words that he starts with, offer through Jesus. Those are powerful words because the writer of Hebrew, again, is reminding them everything that he has said about Jesus and how powerful he he is. And he wants them to understand that because here's why Jesus is so important. We can approach God because of Jesus. See, we're no longer under some kind of religious system or anything like that. When Jesus came, you know, uh, that writer uses the word sacrifice. And in the past, God worshipers had to approach God through a sacrificial system of sacrifice. And Jesus came and sacrificed his own life so that we can approach God, that he paid our debt. So God offered his own son to pay for our debt so that we can approach God without this sacrificial system anymore. So when you become a Christ follower, you are fully acceptable before God, not because of anything that we ever did, but because of what Jesus did for us through his death. And you see, when we become Christ followers, sometimes we think that God can't hear us or that God won't listen. But yet when Jesus comes, he allows us to have access to God the Father 24-7. You can go to him anytime in your worship. You can talk to him on a regular basis and you can be for sure that God will hear you because you can go to him anytime and anywhere because of Jesus, you can approach God. And so... Here's something else that we could kind of know. God doesn't force us to worship him, okay? He doesn't hold this debt over our heads and say, repay him, repay him, repay him, or anything like that. He paid for our debt. He doesn't hold it against us. When you accept Christ, your debt is paid for in full. So that's why we should give our attention. And that's why we should give him our affection because he paid for our debt. And now we are free to be able to come to him and worship him anytime and anywhere because of what Jesus has done. So let's uh, pick up in verse 15 and kind of see how we can live this life of worship? What is it that we can offer with our lives up to God? So in verse 15, let's go back to it. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Now, wait a minute. You know, some of us are like, continual offer praises. Can we do that? Is that possible? Does he expect me to be singing all the time? I can sing in the shower, but you know, uh, beyond that, yeah, you know, you don't want to hear me. Uh, Does he expect us to like take the worship team home with us or something like that? No, he doesn't. This is what's behind these verses. 
What he's saying is you can show God your worship when you know how great he is. And the only way that you can know how great God is by, is by opening up the Bible and learning about who he is and how great he is. And as you look in the Bible and you find out more about who he is and how much that he is for us and not against us, then you will start to make a decision in your mind when you give him your attention to make some decisions about God. And then you can give him your affection because you realize who he is. And so in those moments, it makes it easier in life to be able to talk to him on a regular basis. It makes it easier in our lives to be able to sing praises to him. It makes it easier in our lives to be able to connect with the God of the universe in those moments, anytime and anywhere because of what Jesus has done. And so as we begin to thank him, we need to give it a shot, okay? It's not just enough to know this, okay? So for some of us, we need to start to thank him with our lips, with our words and everything. So on the way to work, you need to just say, God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for giving me the life that you've given to me. Thank you for these things that you've created as I go to work because it makes my day a little bit happier when I see the beautiful things that you've created. Thank you for, for my job, even if I don't like my job because it's providing a way and a life for me. Thank you for the people who are in my life. You can thank him all the time, anywhere, and you can thank him for anything, and you can thank him for anyone. And when you do that, watch what will happen with your attitude. Watch what will happen as you thank him, how much more it will impact your life, how much more it will impact other people's lives. As you thank him, watch how much you're motivated to start to tell other people about who God is. And when you focus your attention and your affection on him, watch out because he's going to do some great things in you and he's gonna do some great things through you as well. Now let's kind of move on to verse 16. So that's kind of the first thing that God desires from us in our worship is with our words. And then here's the second thing in verse 16. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. And so here's this other important aspect of worship, not only our words, but with our actions as well. And so again, when we know how great God is, then we will respond with our actions and our actions bring worship to God. And he's pleased by that. And you move his heart. And so God tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves. So when you see someone who's in need, you go meet that need. When you see someone who needs something to eat, offer him some food. You know, when we give to the local food pantry, that is an act of uh, worship. When we give our time to go build a house, that is an act of worship that pleases him. When you see someone who's maybe lost a family member or lost a friend and you go and comfort that person, you do all the things that you can do, that is an act of worship because now you are doing something that God desires for us all to do, which is respond through our actions. And sometimes we won't be thanked by those people for our actions, but realize that our heavenly father sees what we do and he is pleased in those moments. He sees all the things that we do. And so when we offer up to him, our sacrifices of praise and our sacrifices of actions. He is pleased and you have moved his heart. And so <clears throat> as you do that, watch what happens, okay? Watch what happens. Your life experiences will be richer, okay? 
as you act in kindness, watch how um, you'll be able to see God's hand in your life and in other people's lives. As you act, watch how God will use you to have people say, well, why do you do those things? And as you act, your praise will grow even more for God because you are seeing God move in a new way that maybe you've never seen before. And as you act, you will be able to see many people come to know God as you have come to know God as well. Because here's the deal, okay? When we freely give God our attention and our affection, we are making life experiences last for all of eternity, okay? We weren't designed for just one moment of worship or two moments of worship. We were designed to live a life of worship, And so when we allow God's word to soak into us and we know how great he is and we're giving him our attention and we're giving him our affection, then we will easily be able to praise him. We will easily be able to say good things about him and you will be able to connect with your heavenly father and you will be able to be moved to action on his behalf and you will know that you have touched God's heart, that he is moved, that you are moved and that other people are moved through your life of worship. Now, there's one more thing that I kind of want to focus on, and I kind of poke fun of it at the beginning about our church experiences, especially on Sunday. Um, But Sunday experiences are really uh, important. When we come to worship God on Sunday, it's an important thing. The writer of Hebrews, he wasn't writing to like one Christ follower. He was writing to a group of Christ followers who, like us, met on a weekly basis as well to offer God their worship and to offer him uh, their praise as well. So we've been doing that for thousands of years. And so um, God desires when we come together on Sunday that it's a celebration of all of our personal journeys that we've been experiencing throughout the week. And on Sunday, we are saying, oh my goodness, I've been living a life of worship all week. And now on Sundays, when we come together corporately, how much greater is our praise to God? See, for a long time, we get it mixed up. We come to church and we use it as a time to fill up or retank, which is part of that, which is good. But we should see that Sunday is a time to come together and really worship and really celebrate who God is, what he's done, and kind of the climax of our weeks. And so today, I want to focus on on some of the things that we do during our Sunday worship service. And uh, part of that is this thing that we do uh, in singing. And so what I've done is I've invited uh, three of our worship team members to come on out to help me during this next segment to explain what that means and stuff. So if you would, would you help me to welcome Brandon, Evan, and Nathan uh, to the stage? All right. Well, thank you guys. So we've got Nathan on this side down here and we've got Evan in the middle and then we've got Brandon on over here. So um, guys, we're talking about worship today and I just want to throw you out some questions uh, to help us to understand more of why we do the things that we do, especially with the singing component that we uh, make a part of each of our Sundays. So Brandon, tell us why God uh, has us sing songs of praises to him. What benefit does that have for him and for us? I think that that God has us sing songs of praise to him because it's not the songs or it's not the singing, but like Tim has been talking about so far, it's our hearts and it's the response of our hearts. So when we have to sing something or sing a song, 
But we have to think about what we're singing about, and that tunes our, our attention to God, and then singing the song is how we give our affection to God. And what I've been thinking about with this is it's just our way that we're showing God that we love Him by singing to Him. You know, we're not singing to anything else in our life, but we're singing to Him. And that's a way of showing love. And I don't, I don't know if anyone here could say, you know, I don't really like it when someone tells me that they love me. You know, I think that that, that melts all of our hearts. If, if your son or your daughter or your spouse or someone else in your family tells you that they love you, I mean, that really like brings you closer to them and that, that really opens up your heart and you're kind of like, oh, you know, that, that's so awesome. And, and God's the same way. God is our father and he loves us as his children, just like we love our children. So when, when we sing to him, we're saying essentially, I love you. And many of our songs do say that. So we're melting and touching, like Tim said, the very heart of God. So that's, that's definitely how it benefits God. But it also puts us, puts him as a supreme, um, you know, as our Lord, and we're, we're giving him everything by singing to him. But the benefit that we get is real simple, is that we get to grow, grow close to him. So as, as we give our affection to him, then he's going to draw near to us as well. God always is pursuing us, and God is always um, wanting us to, to share in a relationship with him. It's not one-sided. You know, God wants to give us the desires of our heart, and he wants to bless us as we open up ourselves to him. And that's a great thing about singing and, and about worship or any other type of worship is that we're just drawing close to him. Yeah, I like what you said there. It's that relational component. It's what he says to us and then what we say to him, and we're building that relationship with him as well. Cool. Um, Evan, if there was someone out here who's just checking out this whole God thing, um, what can these songs that we sing do for them? The cool part of the music that we sing, and Brandon does a great job of picking the music and, and really pulling uh, music that has a lot of scripture built into it or, or that comes from, uh, has its basis built into the Bible. So we get to hear in, in the words of the songs that we sing who God is, who he is in our lives, how he interacts with us, uh, and also some of the responses that we can have to him in worship. And they really help put into words for us, uh, some of those emotions that we feel, some of those things that we go through internally that are kind of hard to, to vocalize. And these words, uh, the songs do a lot better job than I could of putting that into words that, that really make a lot of sense, paint word pictures, and really help you understand kind of what's going on and, and what's happening in your lives. Uh, and so I just love the fact that we get to really learn from God and learn about God. And even today, um, the song we sang, Hosanna, uh, it's just a great example of using the words to show who God is um, it, it talks about his love and mercy for us, about cleaning us of our sins. It uses that word Hosanna, which is a word from the Bible that means to worship, to praise. And so even in that, we're actually seeing biblical phrases and words yeah. being used. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, to realize that if, if we didn't realize that, that, that these songs are based in scripture so much that so you're learning about him. Um, Nathan, um, we've talked about those components, but how should we prepare ourselves to worship God through what we sing? I think preparation is is important. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, you tend to forget about at times because the week can get uh, hectic, uh, uh, work can get down on you, sometimes the kids can get down on you, you know, your mind's and your heart's not set um, coming in on services on a Sunday morning. And you can get to make a concerted effort because you, be, you get defocused. And, um, and so I, I myself, I, I try to make time to, uh, to make... Uh, before get up early enough, have a little alone time with God, and um, basically just do a heart check 
you know, where am I, God? How, what's my standing with you right now? What, I just want to worship you today, and I, and I need to know something uh, that, that, that just to understand your awesomeness and your power and your, and your glory. And that might be reading a favorite scripture. It might be um, uh, just also just talking to the Lord and say, Father, just help me now to set myself, help me to empty myself of the week and just focus on you as an audience of one. And so uh, just taking that time, making that concerted effort to take that time before, before Sunday morning, before you, you go in and, um, and just try to focus on him. Yeah, I love that word you use, heart check, because I think all of us, you know, if we verbalize what he would, was saying, is that we all have to prepare ourselves. There's not just a way that we just bust into this. Um, there's a concerted effort on our part to say, I'm going to choose to worship God today. Yeah. Um, Brandon, you know, I kind of poke fun of some of our worship signals and stuff like that, you know. Um, but is there, <laughs> yeah, hold the baby. Um, but um, is there a proper way to sing to him? I really don't think there's any proper way um, to worship him. I think as long as we are responding to God in a way that, that comes from our heart, I really don't think there's a wrong way that we can worship Him. As long as we are focused on Him and what we are doing brings glory to God, I really think that there's a lot of different ways to worship Him. Um, There's even different ways for myself to worship Him. Um, I love to sing, and I love to make music. I love to play my guitar, um, and that's really how I personally connect with God. Um, But if you ask me to draw a picture, to stand up and paint a portrait of of grace or paint a portrait of God or something like that, you would not be very impressed. It it would not look much better than my five-year-old drawing a picture. It is not good. So that would not be my my preference on um, worshiping God would be through that. But, But many of you may do very well with that. But I don't even think it's how good that we do because one type of worship is not better than any other type of worship. And I don't think there's any one of you that really worships any better than anyone else in this room, all of ourselves included, because all that God really wants is our heart. And really, He just wants our best. So even if, you know, art is not my best, if I gave that to Him and I did my best, that God would be pleased with that. So in that, um, but when you're talking about proper ways and you're talking about the worship signals, I do think <laughs> that some of those things that, that he mentioned in his sermon, I, I think those things help us to connect with God. Sometimes we need something to do with our hands, especially if you're not, don't, maybe don't feel like the greatest singer. Um, it gives us a posture of worship. So we open our hands kind of like in the hold the baby to say, God, I want to give you everything. You know, I'm surrendering to you. Would you take all of me? That's just by doing that one action, that is saying a lot. And maybe doing that more with your hands and not saying a word might mean so much more than just saying words. Actions sometimes can, can draw us closer to God. Um, raising your hands, I mean, you, you can feel free to worship in this place and raise your hands to God and just surrender to Him and just give Him everything. Um, you could also just stand and, and really reflect on God and think about, think about what He has done for you and think about um, the songs and things like that. That's okay, too. You know, it's even okay to shout and to clap and to dance if you feel in your heart that you are responding and that comes natural for you, just to lift up a shout and get excited because God has rescued us. He has, we, he has an eternity waiting for us where we're going to praise Him 
um, all day long, every day. We're just practicing for what we're going to do for eternity. And if that makes you want to sing and clap and dance, then that is okay in this place too, if that is what comes natural to you. And we just want to give him, you know, we want to respond in a natural way to whatever he's leading us to. And that's the only proper way there is, I think. You bet. You bet. Natural. So, um, Evan, if you would, uh, or what would you say to the Christ follower who doesn't like to sing on Sunday? So I'm tossing out kind of a little grenade there for you. So, Thank you. <laughs> I say, too bad. You have to sing. You have, no, no. Um, no. You don't you really don't. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon really hit some great points in what he was saying that there, singing isn't the only way to worship God. So some of us may worship by just reflecting on what he's doing or reflecting on words that are being said, uh, focusing on something that's being sung at that point um, or that's up on the screen. And some of us are just focusing on what he's speaking to us. And all of that is okay. Those are great ways to worship God. There are a lot of ways to worship God. I know that, um, that you mentioned a few more earlier on. And so it's important that we don't focus on that one thing, that just singing and just music is the only way to worship. I know that happens a lot. It's real easy to come in and go, oh, it's time to sing. This is worship time. And then this is the next thing, and this is the next thing, and that's my little bit of worship. But that's not the way it works. And so if you're not 100% comfortable singing to worship God, it's okay to, re to uh, experience that in other ways. The important part is that you're coming to participate in that, that during that time when we're all worshiping together as a group, as a community, that in some way you're worshiping, be it that you are focusing on what God's doing, what's being said, what's being sung, you're spending time with him. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for your heart, not so much the actual actions that are happening at that point. Oh. Now, all of that being said, we would love you guys to sing with us. <laughs> we love it um, when we're not the only ones up here singing. It gets a little lonely. And so, and, and God looks for that too. He does love it when we sing and when we make music to him. You know, he talks about making a joyful noise uh, in the Old Testament, and we joke about that a lot. But it's true. God doesn't really care what your voice sounds like. He doesn't care about your abilities. Like Brandon said, he, carries, he cares about that you're giving your best for him. If that means making some weird noises with your mouth while you're singing and just hoping for the best, that's okay. <laughs> because you're out there and you're giving what you have to God. And I think that's what he's looking for. That's what makes him pleased, what yeah. makes him happy. That's awesome. I love what you said. Some of those moments, you know, as, as songs are being played, you could just be praying to God and thanking him for maybe a word that pops into your mind that maybe you've experienced him that way this week or something. Or as you guys are praying up here, we can be praying out there during your prayer as well and be focused on God and giving him our attention and affection as well. And so many moments of opportunities to connect with our Heavenly Father. Um, Nathan, uh, my question to you is, how can these songs that we sing help someone if they listen to them or sing them throughout the week? We've talked a lot about Sunday, but what about throughout the week? Well, uh, you know, music is part of our DNA. I believe God built that into all of us, um, that it's, uh, it's a tool that he's given. It's a gift. Actually, it's a gift, and we all have, we're all uh, instrumentalists in the fact that you've got two vocal cords, right? And uh, man, uh, who doesn't go down the highway singing in the, in the in, you know, sometimes you get a little embarrassed, like, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, I'm singing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but the thing is, is that, um, you know, I think music basically, especially the worship that we have here at Epic and the songs that are chosen, um, man, I put them on my iPod and um, I just listen to them closely to the words because they, as it's been said already, it teaches you, it, it, it talks to you about what God is about. Also, in, in, uh, in turn to that though, it also gives you the opportunity to now sing that back to God. And uh, so 
Um, you know, if these songs can help uh, just keep yourself focused throughout the week by reflecting on God and as well giving you the opportunity to reflect back to him those same words. And uh, so I think the, I think I think uh, music, the, uh, the 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 any any worship song that's out there that is solid in God's word that we just we can just use it to uh, to help us and also to, to give us a tool to praise him in the end. So uh, it's just a, just, a, just a great gift that God has given us is music and song. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. We need those moments that we're uplifted and, right. because we've got enough that happens around here that gets us down or right. you know, discouraged and stuff. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for coming out here. So, um, yeah, help me thank these guys and stuff. Now, what we're going to do here in just a moment, we're going to actually end the service with two uh, songs. And these guys are going to start setting up for that. Um, but what I want to bring to our attention, this week, uh, we would like you to participate in something that we do around here. Uh, every week, we uh, put online, under the resource tab, our Spiritual Growth Challenge. And what that is, is taking uh, what we learn about on Sunday, and you can take it home and learn a little bit more by looking up some of the passages, answering some questions, memorizing some of that scripture, uh, doing the things of living a life of worship. Well, this week, we are going to actually give everyone a copy as on your way out, uh, right near the uh, entrance right there. And what we would like you to do is this week, we would like everyone to really live a life of worship by giving God uh, our attention and our affection to him. And so we've uh, put down some scripture passages, we've put down some uh, song suggestions, and we would love for you to live a life of worship this week and giving him your voice, learning about who he is, how great he is, giving him your actions when you see someone in need this week, responding because we know that that is an act of worship which pleases him. See how your life will be touched by God this week. Watch how other people's lives will be touched uh, by what you're doing as well. And then next week, um, we want this time to be used as a time of celebration, of when we're coming back together and celebrating what God has done in our individual journeys as we go throughout the week. And so next week, we're going to have a special time of worship right here at Epic. It's going to be very different, but it's going to be really cool. And so we encourage you to come back and give God just your praise um, give God your heart, as Brandon was saying. So I'm going to close us in prayer, and then uh, Brandon is going to introduce this first song, and he's going to tell us uh, what this song means to him. And he's going to share that from his heart. And uh, so would you join us in worship when uh, he asks us to join him in worship? And would we just really give God our full attention and affection in these last two songs? So let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are uh, just so good and that you are so patient with us. And God, we thank you so much uh, for just being who you are and that you love us so much. And it amazes me to think that we can touch your heart, that we actually have something that we can offer to you. And so God, in this moment, continue to teach us how we give you our attention and our affection. And may that spill into our weeks. And may we really live a life of worship. And so, Father, so many of us have been touched by other people's lives because they've done that. And for thousands and thousands of years, millions and millions of people have been worshiping you. And we've seen such a great response in humanity aid and the things that happen with those people who love other people so much. 
So Father, may we really be the church and may we really be what you want us to be. And so we just thank you and we love you in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Epic. My name is Carla. I have a few announcements to share with you today. Um, The first is you may be looking around and wondering um, why there's a guy in a crazy hat here or there or wherever. Um, Today is crazy hat day for our children's volunteers, crazy hats, crazy socks. So um, rest assured, your children are in safe hands. We just like to create a fun environment for our volunteers as well as our children. So Um, If you are new to Epic, we just want to welcome you. We are so glad that you're here today. If you would, stop by the Connection Center on your way out, and we have a packet of information that just shares who we are and our heartbeat, and we can just just give that to you and kind of read through it and process it. So I'd just love to say hi to you. Today is the last day of our food drive, Um, so if you're coming in, there's a table right before the Connection Center where you can put canned goods, um, non-perishable goods, um, and we will get them to our partner, Grace Community Food Pantry, and they will get it to the many families who need Um, food and used clothing in Flagler County. Um, This is not the only time of year that we are doing um, a partnership with Grace Grace Community Food Pantry. Um, We do it throughout the year, so if you maybe forgot and you want to bring something, bring it next week. And if God's maybe put on your heart to be more involved, you can stop by that table and talk about volunteering. Um, There's some opportunities there as well. Speaking of volunteering, um, we had a habitat build. We helped towards the end of it, so the team got to lay some sod, do some landscaping, really make the house look, you know, as like a finished product. So if you were on that team, if you gave of your time yesterday, thank you so much for just uh, being epic to our community. Um, In a few weeks, we're going to have a child dedication, so uh, it'll be on Mother's Day. We'll have more information about that, but if you want to check it out, if you have children, would be interested in dedicating them to God, you can um, go on the website at theepicchurch.com and find more information there. If you call Epic home, um, one of the things we talk about every Sunday is giving. You can give up your time, talent, and resources. If you want to partner with us and continue to invest in our ministry, um, what we're doing here, you can do so today in the giving boxes behind each seating section or online at theepicchurch.com. Starting point and next step, start um, today. So if you still need to pick up your materials for that, you can do so at the Connection Center. And we just want to um, welcome you again. We're so glad you're here. Check out this video and enjoy the service. <laughs> 